Welcome to Arcana Archives. I'm Rogan, and my fun fact for this week is my favorite album when I was a toddler was... Actually, let's make this a little bit of a game. What do you think my favorite album was when I was a toddler? Uh, Guns N' Roses. No. <laughs> uh, Rush 2012. No, I only found Rush when I was at the very end of grade six. Uh, The Wiggles. No. Okay, what? So, (laughs) here we go. My favorite album was Michael Jackson's 1991 release, Dangerous. And I would dance around in front of the fireplace and just have the best time. And I think we have home movies of of me doing it. I can believe that. Maybe (laughs) several. I had a different fun fact for myself, but I want to go on that, uh, on the same route as you just did there. Also, I'm going to message your mom and ask for those videos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, okay. My name is Chelsea, co-host of Arcana Archives. And the fun fact about myself is, uh, well, what do you think my first ever favorite song was? Man, that's hard. (laughs) Because <laughs> your okay, your dad was a really big classic rock guy. Is it something along those lines? No. No. Um. Uh. I'm gonna say something. Lady Gaga. Uh, no, and that's that's very close though. I'm actually like surprised that you went in that direction. My first ever favorite song was "Bye Bye Bye" by NSYNC. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like Gotta it. get that JT, that JT. I think, I think I found a CD at a garage sale, and I just had that one song on it. I was sitting in my room, and my parents gave me like a boombox when I was like seven. <laughs> I listened to it on repeat. Everybody has a crush on JT. I didn't. That's the thing, though, is I didn't know. <laughs> like I thought it was girls singing the song. Like, oh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that like Justin Timberlake was involved in NSYNC until much much later I just like really like the song like that song slapped to seven-year-old Chelsea (laughs) nice so what are you gonna tell me about today I have a topic that is it was a huge part of my childhood like consumed my life for the longest time Lord of the Rings (laughs) no younger (laughs) than that I think this was like this is one of the first sort of toy series that I can remember getting. And it was it was on Christmas and it was from my grandma who got me the first one. Um and that uh that toy series is Bionicle. I had Bionicles. Yes. I know. <laughs> like pretty much everybody knows what <laughs> Bionicle was from like our generation. It's I love this podcast because I find out things about you that I didn't know, but we've been like <laughs> good friends for like 
over eight years. Oh, but oh, I I still like oh, there's a a soft spot in my heart for Bionicle. Yes, it's like it did something so new and unique, and it came out just around the time when like we would have been uh like in that stage of development where we want to just like create stuff and <laughs> yeah did you have like the i forget if i had like a bunch of action figures of bionicles and i can't remember if they like transformed or if i'm thinking of something else or so there are yeah they did like the first the first two like sets like part of the first generation of of bionicle did have like transforming sort of uh, like creatures uh, but I, I'll get into that a little bit later um, yes. so a, a bit of the history behind it so it was the first Bionicles were released in 2000 for Europe and Australasia um, as a sort of a test market and then upon its success it came to North America in 2001 so they, they started with like do you know the um, there's like the Matoran and like just the little guys, uh, like McDonald's did like a, a cheap down version of them for a little while that like came in the toy box, happy meal oh, stuff. Oh, I remember um, that. So those were and the, then... the, those were the first little bit there. There was the, um, oh, I can't remember. There was Matoran and then there's like Takua, which were like the village chiefs. And those were some of like the first sets. Um, so the original idea came from Christian Faber's concept for like cybots, which I don't think ever came to like fruition. Uh, but it was essentially like taking Lego Technic sets, which are like the vehicles and they move and have motors and stuff, uh, and they and building them to resemble like humanoid figures and creatures instead of just vehicles. Um, so Alastair Swinnerton was brought on as uh, a writer to form like a larger concept around the idea to pitch to Lego. And that is how the world of Bionicle was formed. So it was sort of the first toy like that, that like it, Lego decided that for marketing to their audience, they needed to have some sort of larger concept around uh, their, their, uh, like this set that came out and they tried doing that with star wars but the royalties they had to pay to like lucas films sort of offset the profits um and uh so they came up with this uh like whole new concept and then it like ran for the longest time and it worked i mean like everybody knows about bionicles i think their mcdonald's thing is really was probably instrumental to that mm -hmm. but when you said McDonald's, I'm sorry, I just, you sent me down, like, a memory lane, because I remember <laughs> my mom took us to McDonald's, like, occasionally, like, maybe twice a year, and we would get, like, a happy meal as, like, young kids, and then we'd go into the McDonald's play place, and the daycare my mom ran, we would all play a game called Run From Chelsea or Lose Your Life. <laughs> <laughs> true to this day oh no <laughs> no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um no it was it was a lot of fun but it's just like you said bionicles and it just like unlocked this part <laughs> of my memory that i didn't think would ever come back you know so that's mm -hmm. where i was while you were telling me about lego 
Oh man, I still have like a box of like maybe two hundred different Bionicle sets like under 200. my bed. I got so into it, and like I would trade sets with uh, like friends in elementary school, and <laughs> uh, and like do a whole bunch of building my own. Uh, like just out of rearranging pieces and stuff and what like all so, the way okay, up so to like, like end of middle school i i did it like i would create these like crazy sort of like looked like a set but like taken to the extreme <laughs> what okay i was that's that was what i was gonna be I was like what do you do with your bionicles because i think like my brother and i would build like fake cities in our basement out of like Legos, and then the Bionicles would be like Godzilla and just raise the town. <laughs> so yeah, I I would build them uh, and just keep them as the regular sets for a while. But then I would like tear all of my sets apart, and then I would try and build like new creations out of it. And that's like all the enjoyment that I got out of it was like having that creativity in sort of that in that form where you can do sort of anything with it and like that above like just your regular like lego bricks like having the like movable parts and stuff of like the technic and like the ball joints and and whatever like that opens so many more opportunities and like trying to create creatures rather than just like square buildings and stuff uh yeah that probably influenced significantly the path my creative mind went on I can totally see that. And cool fact, like Bionicle essentially saved Lego from like a huge financial crisis uh, that was like a decade for the 90s. What? Really? Yeah. So like, again, like Star Wars helped that a little bit, but then there was those royalties that like didn't help it a whole lot where like bionicle as their own concept and with like all the media they put into it to create that like story uh that like really appealed to like the 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 market of the time of of like what children were trying to get into because like everybody as a kid like does storytelling and whatever and to like have that that world built around it and then you can do whatever you want with that and then like take those pieces and create your own thing out of them as well like they're interlocking and and you can like shift colors and 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 do whatever you want with it like that yeah created that sort of like huge market and sparked for for a long time so in that first year alone that bionicle was released they made 100 million pounds they that's a lot of money (laughs) i know and in the first year alone like that was the the first sets um like after that they had like uh a, a expansion off of that first set and then they had four more sort of story arcs throughout the entire like 10 years that they they made them yeah wasn't there like a cartoon about them too there were three movies there were three movies can you imagine four movies there were four movies in the first 10 and i guess there's a tv series that came out for the reboot like just uh just a few years ago but yeah there were the original three movies and then the fourth one they were trying to like get um 
like reinvigorate that arc and they were each movie was for a different generation of the bionicles so like they would go through transformations uh like several times for like each set of what they called the toa which were the heroes that were like sent from like the higher spirit form of like matanui or whatever island spirit creation um uh was sort of governing that world like created that that land um but there were four sets and they each went through at least one transformation so there was like the toa mata were the first ones and then they uh, gained more power and turned into the Toa Nuva. That kind of works within that realm of um, they're evolving as the story goes on. And then there were three more after that, where I think some of them went through two transformations, so they got like two different sets out of the same character's story arc. Um, but yeah, like it went on for 10 years. And <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. All I can think about is, like, whoever works in marketing at Lego or whoever, whatever PR agency they hired that came up with that or whatever, whoever came up with that is, like, a genius. Like, that is, <laughs> that is, um, they, like, saved this entire company, like, a big, big company with, like, the idea of Bionicles and it's just been, like, self-perpetuating ever since. Like, there's so, so many more, like, stories that they can make about it. Man. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Because, yeah. man, like, that, they, it ended in 2010. Like, they, they wanted to do a 20-year stint um, of of that, but then it dropped off significantly in popularity, and they they had just started, like, that fourth arc, um, and then uh, they decided that, oh, that's not working, so they're just going to wrap it up and end and, uh, the story there. Um, so, but then they did come back for a re- reboot in like 2015 with a Netflix TV series and uh, like sort of starting from the very beginning again. And so that was one thing. Like I remember just graduating high school and like that summer or fall walking around Chinook Mall with Justin um, and walking by the Lego store and doing a double take because there was a giant like bionicle mask hanging in the window, <laughs> and like you we had to go going in to there malls and with your friends. nerd out. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we like nerded out in there for like forty five minutes before like going to see the movie we were planning on. Yeah. <laughs> and man, if I could, if uh like they're probably not still around because they ceased production like two years later. But I remember like wanting to get at least one of those sets just for the nostalgia. Yeah, uh, you could probably I, still get one. I, I never did. Like it's probably on like aftermarket. Yeah, like now. eBay. I, I doubt that Lego would would do that. I'd love to like go back and sort of complete the entire set of like the first ones that I I have. I think I have most of like the second iteration of the first generation. Um, and I only have like a couple of the, like the very first ones, but like there was all sorts of, like they made huge sort of like Lego technic creatures that were in this 
like universe that were like 300 pieces like three to 500 pieces and like giant creatures and like you pull on springs and they their heads move and stuff and <laughs> like yeah. i would love to have like they made giant like crabs that had like tank wheels and like claws moved and stuff on yeah. elastic bands and like if i could go back and like just complete those sets i would be so happy like even oh. now as like a almost 24 year old <laughs> the nostalgia I bet you could. I bet you could find them on, like, eBay. Like, and you have pretty good yeah. luck with finding things on eBay, don't you? Or, like... Sometimes. The, the thing is, is, like, most of those are at, like, such a markup now. Where, like, a, a set, like, a bigger set of the first ones uh, first went on sale for, like, 50 US dollars or something. Um, they're now, like, up in the 180s to 200s. Jeez. Yeah. Talk about your return on investment. Cause oh man, but I would love that. If I we I've talked about having like a tabletop gaming room before with you. If yeah. I could have like a shelf space where I could just like buy old Lego sets <laughs> and and build them and uh like once I have my own place. Like a a puzzle, but for an no puzzles and Lego aren't really like an analogy, but I I do you remember Connects? Did you ever have Connects? Yeah, yeah. You should have a shelf for Connects too. Man, I love any sort of like assembly thing with instructions like that. Yes, me too. Because my brain, like, even how I like feed my creativity, I'm very like analytical about it. Like music, I think about all the little intricacies, and <laughs> and Bionicle is is like absolutely that like you just follow the instructions and like put together these complicated sort of assemblies just based off of those and like same with like lego star wars like the bigger sets and stuff i was really into that as well and just being able to like sit down for several hours and put together something that looks like out of a movie yeah i think that that kind of thing is probably what fueled my love for sandbox games well that and i spent a lot of time playing roller coaster tycoon 2 uh <laughs> um mm -hmm. but just like really enjoying like building lego and connect sets made me love sandbox games like minecraft mm -hmm. and city skylines um even starbound so yeah like even now like there's the like lego architecture sets I would love to assemble a Taj Mahal. Yo. Like, that, that looks like such a cool set. That would, oh that would be sweet. But are, those are like thousands of pieces too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Man, I can't remember. I think like the largest set out right now is like over 7,500. Jeez, pieces. that's a lot yeah. of pieces. I think it's... It's either the Millennium Falcon or they just came out with something new. I think that that upped it. I'm I'm going to freaking look it up right look now. Look it up. Biggest they are very expensive. Biggest Lego set. Uh, the Lego Coliseum for ah, seven hundred dollars. Yes. And how many pieces is that? It is quote thousands of pieces. Lego Coliseum. 9036 pieces. Yeah. Okay. So I think the the one before that was the like 
big collector's Millennium Falcon Lego set, and it was like 7,600 or something. It's 7,541 pieces. The Lego yeah. Star Wars UCS Millennium Falcon in 2017. Ooh, and then before that, it was the Lego Harry Potter Hogwarts Castle with 6,020 pieces. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought yeah. the Lego Harry Potter stuff was, like, smaller. No, apparently the That Hogwarts is insane to me. Oh my goodness. It's <laughs> huge. Um, and then there's the Taj Mahal that you were talking about earlier with 5,922 pieces. Uh, mm-hmm. And Well, the list goes on, but... Oh, Diagon yeah. Alley is also one of their biggest sets with 5,544 pieces. Oh, that's insane. I would love to, like, if I could get... <laughs> like that Millennium Falcon or like the Coliseum or Taj Mahal and just like spend several days in a basement on a table just assembling it. Yeah. I, I would be a happy boy. You wouldn't love- hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get like the Harry Potter ones because that would combine two things that I'm very nostalgic about. Mm-hmm. But I don't have $700 to spend on the Lego set. So. Yeah. But hey, if uh, if Lego wants to send us Lego sets <laughs> and sponsor us. Oh, oh my goodness. I I will make a whole YouTube channel. There are YouTube channels of just people showing off their Lego sets. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that would be me if I can ever sift around in the bucket to actually assemble one of the old Bionicle sets that I have. <laughs> Find all just... the pieces. Film yourself for YouTube. Like I would watch that though, not forever. gonna lie. Oh my goodness. So, anyways, um, yeah, as I was saying, Bionicle like combined those Lego Technic concepts, like gears and moving mechanics, uh, with like the first Lego ball and socket joint, and that allowed you to move the sets like action figures and like into <sighs> various positions and like be able to move them like sort of humanoid figures and they got better and better at like the mobility of those joints as they went along the sound they made do you remember it was like oh yes Mm -hmm. i don't know if you can hear that at all yeah and then that's essentially what they were they were just like action figures that you assemble yourself and that was just like revolutionary in my childhood yeah like to to be able to have a, a toy that will like I put together and then wasn't just like stationary. But that like, you could, I could like do whatever I want with it and like around. disassemble it and and yeah. Make them fight each other. You ever did your brother play with the Bionicles at all? Not to the extent that I did, but he did like get into it. Did he um, did I think you and he, him he ever dropped like... off he dropped off far earlier than I did. Did you and him ever make them like fight though? Like you hold them in your hands and you're like clashing them together kind of thing? I cannot remember if we did it. I know I for certain, like on my own. <laughs> yeah, well, I, did stuff I did, like that. I was just asking because I did that with my brother, um, and I can like remember the way those pieces feel like scraping up your fingers when you bash oh, yes. them into each other. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, Lego did face a bit of controversy at first, uh, since they borrowed a lot of the like names and language from the, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this, the Maori Iwi in New Zealand. Um, so like a set of tribes, uh, and they felt that, uh, like some of the names like, uh, Tohunga 
meaning like priest in their language, being associated with some of the common people of Matanui was disrespectful to their culture. Yeah, um, totally. But yeah, like the the beyond the bionicle creators after that like ensured to change or alter uh like most of the names so as to like mend the wrong that they felt the they d- did those try so they like acted very fast and they never meant uh like any sort of harm or disrespect out of it um and they did like come out with several statements like speaking of their like immense respect for the people and their culture um and i don't think there has been really any more like controversy or incidents to that scale afterwards and like the entire like 12 13 years that they were running that's good i'm glad that they like said something about it um Mm -hmm. and apologized a controversy like that can ruin a business especially a business that's already struggling so i think like they they did like they act sincerely and it was like right out of the gate too that this happened like it was in 2002 after like it just came out in 2001 um and like they sort of jumped on that right away and and were very sincere in their apology and like did all that they could to like mend that and change names and and everything so that's that's amazing good for bionicles mm-hmm. good for lego yeah and in that sort of direction they went like all out with me like every kind of media from the get-go like they had the movies we were talking about they have novels uh based on like each sort of separate generation uh there's comics like some short comics came with actual sets like in the canister oh i remember um, those uh like they had people compose music and they had like famous bands that like played songs for their commercials what so and oh my goodness the commercials were so cool when i was a kid i do i remember the commercials but i didn't know anything about like famous bands you know like who played songs for them oh who was it there was oh what's the song like we need a hero to save us uh I holding out for remember. a hero by bonnie tyler i think so maybe like that was in sort of the it was like the second generation returning for their uh like transformation i i believe it could have also um, been hero by skillet yeah but anyways like the animation that they put into the commercials and stuff and oh there were video games too there's like numerous video games for like each sort of set of um just like every media platform lego is like yes not only will this be a advertising campaign for lego bionicles but also we're gonna make money Mm -hmm. by making people pay us for this there was like there was like an mmo online like rpg on the bionicle site for the longest time and like you signed in with an, an account and it was like that top-down, like, open-world sort of Warcraft-like video game. And, like, you went around and were able to, like, fight various creatures and stuff, and you were, like, going on a quest and, like, trying to find, uh, like, the the Mask of Light or whatever the the main storyline was for for that generation. I guess guess that makes sense that they did that, because, like, I remember Bratz 
head. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Bratz had a website. This was, like, huge open world, like, and, like, the six elements, like, Bionicle always revolves around, like, I think seven or eight elements. And there's the six main ones, which are, like, fire, water, earth, ice, air, and water. Um, and then there's shadow and light. And so, like... It, the islands that they live on these creatures like they're all divided into sort of like one's desert sort of earth one is like underground cave system where like those denizens live and like jungle air uh ocean water like there's a huge bay normally in islands or something with the water and then like a lava cave tube system for fire and uh like so this land like in the rpg and like in all the movies and media and stuff there's like you can move through these areas and the weather changes and the creatures you encounter change and then their effects change like towards you in the video game so like you can have like freezing and stuff man oh, i just remember cool. that i just remember that and it brought back so <laughs> many memories yeah, I can't believe Man. I never knew about that. I would have played that. I played like RuneScape and World of Wizards or whatever. Wait. Man. I Wizard think 101! It... I think it went offline quite a while ago, but oh, if it is saved in any capacity anywhere, like I would play that right now. Somebody call Andy. Yeah. Because <laughs> like there, there were like console video games and like ds and game boy and whatever for that but like this was an actual like internet online like you can interact with the world and different people and that's that's so i can't believe i didn't know about that that's so cool if it's still around i'm gonna do some digging when we're off of this <laughs> yes yeah, so please send it to me if it's still around or we should link mm -hmm. it if it's still around mm-hmm so yeah, as I was saying earlier, uh, what was originally planned to be like a 20-year run was cancelled and wrapped up in 2010, uh, following the last movie that they made, and like one more set to like complete the storyline to kind of wrap up. Um, there was then another brief stint with a reboot in the 2015, uh, and then that was, yeah, essentially they went back to the beginning. Um, and so that only lasted for two years, though, um, with like an animated Netflix series before it was canceled again due to lack of interest. Ah, which I don't get. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Like nobody <laughs> else, nobody else did anything like really close to that with like the action figure assembly thing. Like yeah, how I could mean... how could kids not think that is cool? Well, it kind of <laughs> sucks, get, like... and like. I, like people who grew up with it who are now having children are they not buying it for their kids yeah you would think so I, I, it kind of sucks because if you look at like the top ow i banged my elbow <laughs> oh, no. if you look at like the top 10 grossing like video games or movies or whatever or top 20 to 50 they're all repeats of themselves so like why would studios stop doing something that makes them money, especially mm -hmm. when when something like Bionicles doesn't have a lot of interest? Well, I guess I, like that. That's the thing is, I don't think they like they canceled it because they weren't making the money they were anymore. Like people just weren't buying it, <sighs> which so, like so I don't weird. get because like that they continuously kept doing more like cool stuff with it. Like they had like uh like moving pipe things that like you could 
change the shape of and like attach in various forms and um like they did weird sort of like bendy things and they had like rocket shooters and various stuff that like uh it mechanically actually shot like crossbow bolts and i wonder if any engineers work at lego because like but i mean oh like it's always something new that storyline was constantly something new and like they were doing more things with it how could it be that no one wanted it enough to stick around oh yeah that's that's so weird i wonder i wonder if it was like uh the marketing around it that made it fail like they're so good with the marketing the first time and maybe maybe it was like an agency or something and then lego was like oh, let's fire the agency. We can totally handle this ourselves. And then they totally couldn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't mean, know. like, they still, like, the, they had the movie and they were continuing with comics on their website and, like, all that sort of stuff and the video games and everything. And so there's, like, all the media there to, like to uh ensure like it stays in sort of the spotlight and it's it's cool fighting action figures like light against dark that's like (laughs) right okay well we might be like we might have a problem here because you and i are kind of nerds and uh (laughs) we we think that's cool but like do we speak for everybody I'm guessing not. <laughs> Would almost any six-year-old love that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's marketed, like, for people between, like, what, four to 16 is normally what's on a package. Well, at least we know that your kids will get to experience the beautiful oh, world of Bionicles. If I can ever build one again. <laughs> yeah. Find all the pieces to put a set together. Oh yeah, gosh. or maybe they'll relaunch it again in, in 2025. I do. I just discovered there was the Netflix series this morning, and I have to go watch that now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let me know if it's any good. Oh, it's it's probably like very kiddish and directed towards younger audiences, but oh, I'm going to watch that. Well, I watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody recently as an adult, oh, yeah. and Phineas <laughs> and Ferb, so I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, that's kind of all the info that I have. I think we can wrap it up there with me freaking out about how people don't love Bionicle anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've both we've now both have it, had an episode where we just like got really passionate about something. <laughs> I do hope, uh, like if they ever come out with anything again, I'm gonna be like on it. I can see that. Uh, you're going to be one of those guys who camps out overnight. There's like a bunch of seven-year-olds in the line and it's just you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe maybe I'll spend like a small portion of my tax return on like eBay getting one of the old sets or something. <laughs> yes. Anyways, that's let's wrap this up. Let's <laughs> uh, take this on downtown. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see y'all next time. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening to the Arcana Archives, an exploration into nerddom. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or guests, please reach out to us at arcanacollective.archives at gmail.com. 
or follow us on Facebook or Instagram with the username at Archives. Hope to see you again.